0: So welcome to this short series of podcasts where we're going to introduce uh, some people who have completed the Scottish Quality and Safety Fellowship to give you a greater insight into what it's all about. So, oh, I should probably ask how you pronounce your second name.
1: Yeah, so it's Born. Born. Bon. like like Vaughan, but Bon.
0: Oh, that's easy. Um, So the first person that we've got with us today is Paul Bonn, and I'll let him introduce himself and a little bit about his role.
1: Hi, Kate. Um, Thanks for chatting with me. I'm I'm Paul Bonn. I'm a GP. I've been a GP in Dollar and Clackmaninshire for um, 20 odd years. Um, And it's great to be speaking with you today.
0: Great. And um, tell me a bit about what kind of brought you to the Scottish Quality and Safety Fellowship.
1: Um, I suppose I, as a GP, I, I've always been inquisitive and interested in how we can improve care for, for patients. And so I applied for the SQS programme predominantly to learn more about quality improvement and you know, how I might be able to influence and, and lead change um, for the benefits of, of my patients
0: and And how did you find out about it?
1: um i'd I'd heard about it from other people who had um, been on the program and had talked about an amazing experience that they have had. And so it really interested me to find out a little bit more because you know in my um work as a GP, I've been involved in various different um change programs, and quality improvement projects. And, you know, some of them have worked and some of them have gone disastrously wrong. And so I was really interested to, um, you know, to hear from others about the programme and how the programme might be able to help me.
0: Great. And was, was there like a particular problem you were trying to solve or was there anything clinically that you thought, you know, I need this to to progress with?
1: There wasn't one specific problem. So, you know, the, the, the one of the things that I enjoy about general practice is that you deal with so many um, different people, different, you know, who are living with different um, health conditions, um, different background circumstances, and so, you know, on a on a daily basis, you know, I, I'm I'm looking at ways that we can do things better, whether it be referring people up to hospital or Our processes within the practice, in terms of enabling people to get an appointment or giving them a prescription, Um, and so there was there wasn't one specific thing that I was wanting to change or improve um, that that made me want to join the program.
0: Okay, so it was just globally global interest. And so tell me a bit about your year. What what were the the key key things that you enjoyed about it?
1: Um, I gained a huge amount from the programme. So, you know, I, I had initially applied because I wanted to learn more about quality improvement. Um, and yes, I did learn about the model for improvement, about run charts, Pareto charts, short control charts and various other things. But I think more importantly, I learned about the conditions um, that need to be present to enable improvements to happen. And so we spent a lot of time throughout the fellowship Looking at culture, at leadership, at ways to work with and to bring colleagues alongside improvement work, I gained a huge amount of insight into my my own strengths and weaknesses. Um, we did some work looking at personality type and how that impacts on interactions with others, and there was a strong focus on on the person, which I loved. You know, on on. Um, you know on, on user involvement on engagement and you know the importance of co-production. Um, and the other thing that I particularly enjoyed was was learning more about how things like storytelling and design can support improvement work and um, I surprised myself by learning that even I can be a little bit creative and um, so so it was a it was a great environment to, to learn
0: yeah. I think a lot of people, um, like I've spoken to some people and encouraged them to apply for the fellowship, and some of them said, you know, oh, quality improvement's very complex, it's not my bag, or or they can be a bit cynical about the kind of learning about behaviours and learning about personality types and things. And I remember when I came into that, I found it initially um very new and very different and kind of uncomfortable. Um, but uh, what would you say to those people who maybe are worried that the um about the complexity of things and um how this ties in, I suppose, with their clinical work?
1: The way that the the, the teaching is delivered through the SQSF program um brings people Along, um, you know, in steps, and so I was a little bit worried about that, you know, because you know I knew a little bit about run charts before I before I joined SQSF, but I didn't know much more about, um, you know, short control charts and, and, and other things. And yet, the way that um, the the quality improvements was was, was taught, um, I, I found a load, a load that 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 understanding um, or it made it easier to understand it. And the fact that we were learning together as a group and the fact that we all had a project that we were that we were applying our knowledge to and that's the focus wasn't just on 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 data. I think I, I think I would have um, switched off or been turned off if it was just about um you know data and charts. I think what appealed to me was that it was much wider um, as I said, looking at culture, looking at leadership, looking at, um, you know, our, our own styles and, and and how we interact with other people.
0: Yeah. And how, how did you find the working with people from different disciplines, having worked um, in general practice for such a long time?
1: I think that was one of the key strengths was the, the multi-professional, the international aspect of it. And so, you know, the colleagues that were in my cohorts came from many different professional backgrounds. And whilst the majority of them were working in the NHS in Scotland, we had healthcare professionals from Norway, from Denmark, from Northern Ireland, from New Zealand. And um, you know, through the programme, I was also able to spend um, a week in Sweden, where I met healthcare professionals um, working in that country. I thought exposure to different professionals, people with different background experiences and um, from other healthcare systems was really helpful. You know, it, it certainly encouraged me to challenge some of my pre-existing beliefs and preconceptions and and, and, and um, ideas about, you know, how we should do things. So I thought it was a really valuable part of the programme.
0: Yeah. I think like I'm an anaesthetist and um, for me working in any kind of programme where you've got people from different disciplines and different cultures, it's amazing the degree of like empathy that's generated. You suddenly have really such a great understanding, even from an informal discussion with people who are working in different parts of the system and then working together with them to think about how to improve, for example, like the primary-secondary care interface and communication across different areas. Um, it, it's just something that I, I've never seen happen in in clinical practice because you're so busy with um, your day-to-day communications and emailing people and quick phone calls and referrals, um, but you don't have that chance to actually kind of fully understand. They're part of the system. And
1: yeah, I think I think it's easy to think that your part of the system is the is either the most important or the only part of the system, and, and not to think about how um, the the person that you're that you're caring for or treating, um, you know, is interacting with lots lots of others, and you know, it's very easy to think that all the problems are elsewhere, and if only. You know if only the hospital would just do this then that would solve our problems or, or why you know why why is this professional group not doing that and I think through SQSF you you have the opportunity to share experiences and learn from each other and you know realise just how complex um, health care is you know with within Scotland um, and, and, and the challenges that, that each of us are facing on a daily basis um you know I, f- I found that really powerful
0: yeah. and and did you were there any challenging parts to it?
1: So, in terms of the the, the program, I suppose time was um you know w- was challenging. you know it, it, it's the, there is a commitment in time, um you know, both in terms of um you know, attending the um the the, the workshops, but also doing the the work in between. And I think um, if you're going to go on the fellowship programme, um, you need to be committed and you need to um, dedicate time throughout the year um, to, to put into practice the, the, the various things that, that, that you learn. Um, so that, that is a challenge, particularly when we're when we're really busy and, you know, there are so many things going on, um, you know, within the, your day to day work. But it's it's really important um, to to you know, to schedule some thinking time in, um, you know, to to look back on, on, on the learning as you go through the program.
0: Yeah, and having that time out to look at the sort of longer term trajectory of both your career and your um, clinical area, um, is is so valuable when we're all firefighting uh, so much, um, and. So how, how has it kind of changed you? You've touched on how it changed you personally, but um, personally and professionally, you know, going forward since you completed the fellowship, how has it influenced you?
1: So you know, the the project that I I started with within SQSF involved focusing on a small group of about twenty people um, that were living with highly complex healthcare needs in our local care home that we cared for. And so I spent time in my project focusing on improving the quality of anticipatory care planning, on multidisciplinary team working. Um, the COVID pandemic um, started whilst I was in the middle of SQSF. And um, at that point, my health board knew that I was, you know, that I was undertaking the program. They knew that I was doing work within care homes. And so I was asked to take the learning that I was doing from my project to work with the other 55 care homes within Forth Valley. And at the start of the pandemic, I helped to establish a a multi-professional care home assessment and response team that that visited and assessed and supported people with COVID during the initial wave of the pandemic. From there, um, Healthcare Improvement Scotland asked me to work with them to develop a national toolkit Um, on anticipatory care planning, taking learning from other parts of Scotland and other parts of the world and looking at how we can consolidate these principles into a a Scottish ACP toolkit. And around that same time, I was also asked by the chief medical officer um, to work with Scottish government as a clinical advisor for ageing and health and that led me to go on and do some work to develop a new healthcare framework for people living in care homes in Scotland. So in the course of my time during SQSF, I I was fortunate to take my learning from one very small project that I was doing within care homes, and then first support some regional and then national work on anticipatory care planning and on care homes. And so um, you know, it really has um, led to to many different opportunities, and I'm still working with Scottish government just now. I'm helping with the implementation of the healthcare framework for people living in care homes, and I'm also doing some some other work with them, looking at um, something called GURFI, which is getting it right for everyone, and looking at how we support older people in Scotland.
0: Amazing! What an amazing example of how something that seems small initially can ripple out and cause such an amazing impact.
1: Um, I, think, I, think, I think part of that is because SQSF brings you in contact with lots of different people um, and you know you get great exposure to leaders from all different parts of the, the, the healthcare service and these people are very generous with their time through the programme and so what I found was that um, when I approached People who had, you know, who, who'd come to speak to us as part of the program and asked for a bit of advice or a bit of guidance, they, they were really generous and 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 willing to to support me in my learning, and I think that was a um, a great aspect of of the program.
0: Great, um, okay, I'm going to throw you a curveball because we've not talked about this question, but I've just thought of it. Um, so what is something that you now believe? that if you, if you had said it to yourself before the fellowship, you might not have agreed?
1: I wouldn't have thought that I could be creative. Okay. So, you know, I'm, I've never thought that I would be able to, you know, that that, that I have a creative aspect to me, but we did quite a bit of work in the fellowship programme around um, storytelling and um, around design um, and, and i found that so powerful and i i now sketch out things and you know when when i'm when i'm um giving presentations or or producing something or trying to explain something to someone um i no longer just use words you know I, i'll try and draw a picture or try and draw a diagram and that that is completely new to me i would not have done that um a few years ago and if you told me a few years ago that I'd be doing that now, I'd, I'd be really surprised.
0: Really? <laughs> were you creative when you were younger?
1: Um, yes. And I think so. So, so yes, you know, when, when, when I was at school, particularly in primary school, I think we're all creative. And then I think medicine sometimes takes that creativity out of you. And um, well, certainly it did for me. And so I, 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 um, I and so. You know, it it was, yeah, it was quite an inspirational part of the program to 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 realise that, um you know, I think we all we we're all creative in, in in to to some extent, and you don't need to be a really good artist to be creative, and um you know the the yeah it, it was it was a it was a great learning point for me you know within the program.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Like healthcare training kind of kills creativity, partly because we're, we're rewarded for having the right answer all the mm. time. So, And creativity is sort of in, uh, inaccurate and mm. a process where there might be failures during it. Um, and and classically, you know, if you put your hand up as a medical student and you didn't have the right answer, mm. um, that's not a nice place to be, is it? <laughs> um, great. Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, and I'm sure that our listeners will... Find that really inspirational.
1: No, thanks. Thanks for giving the opportunity to to share my experiences. As I say, you know, I think it's it's one of the best things that I've done in my career, and I would thoroughly recommend it to um, to to anyone that's interested.